How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? And boom goes the dynamite. I don't know what we're yelling about! I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. As we head into the stretch run of fall sports here in Idaho, another edition of the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter, Sven Elskog, alongside Paul Kingsbury. And, Paul, we have just about every sport that we could want to talk about to discuss here today. Should be a lot of fun on the show. Yeah, Sven, thanks for having me back. It's always fun coming on to the Prepcast with you. You're right. This is a busy time of year, not just for us, uh, you know, here at, at HQ, but all around the state. Uh, schools, coaches, players. I mean, it, it's a fun time of year. There's everything kind of coming together at once as we get into districts and state tournaments and games become more important. So it's a, it's a very fun time of year. It all gets started with state soccer coming up on October the 18th mm-hmm. through the 20th. Multiple different locations for that. And you've got the brackets up on the website as well. You know what? We got those up early this morning, late last night, however we want to look at it. But you're right. Soccer brackets are up. Um, some seeds are starting to fill in. And so as seeds... Uh, become available. We'll be updating those, and and of course throughout the tournament, um, we'll be updating those. And if you want to print them off, there's a link for a printable um, version as well. So the place to go for state tournament coverage is as always idosports.com. A couple of other sports that are getting their state tournament started. Volleyball is October 26th and the 27th, and, and uh, you know kind of heading into districts as well. Uh, starting this week, they'll be busy, and then cross country is the state event on October 27th at the Orchards in Lewiston State Swim coming up as well. And then football, obviously, going to get started into the end of October as far as getting into state. And, uh, you know, we're going to cover a lot of those games as far as getting around and, and discussing those. It just It's such a fun time of the year. There's a lot to do, and uh, we stay busy. You know, and, and it's all crammed in those, those two to three weeks. Because, like you mentioned, you got soccer, cross country, volleyball. Now swimming's been added, and then those are all done in those two weeks. And then the opening round of football playoffs, and then everything's done except football. And the whole entire month of November is dedicated to football. Plus, we have basketball schedules, um, which you've been feverishly putting up. Um, we almost have the entire state done at this point. Um, and so, basketball, girls' basketball starts in. You know, six weeks, I think the first game is. So, and boys, a couple weeks after that. So, there's really no rest for the wicked here as we just kind of move from one thing to the other. And basketball, as you mentioned, girls get started on November 9th, the first day that they play games. So, it's coming up really quickly. And again, check the site for updated tournament brackets as we get closer into all of the state tournament events going on. And as well, the basketball schedules coming up for the winter sports season. Well, in the meantime, we want to talk about the football media poll that came out earlier this week. We start in the 5A classification, and not a ton of change from what we saw a week ago. In fact, it's the exact same order in the top five. Rocky Mountain, number one, Coeur d'Alene, number two, Highland, three, Madison, four, and Mountain View, five. You know, and, and the, the top the top portion of that um, classification is, is pretty much set. Um, you know, the the four, five, six, seven spots, those are the fluid ones. And that's where you've got Capital getting a vote, Lewiston getting a vote. You know, Eagle could make a case for getting a vote in there as well. So, you know, Mountain View holds that number five spot now. Um, we'll see what happens after this weekend um, with both Capital and Mountain View and Lewiston having some pretty big games. Multiple teams clinched playoff spots last week. Rocky Mountain is in, Mountain View is in, Capital is in. You know, there, there's multiple teams that are already in. Rocky Mountain running back Nick Romano had a big week last week. 261 yards 
and three touchdowns. He carried the ball 37 times in a 31-17 win for the number one ranked Grizzlies at Eagle. And then Mountain View, you were at this game, defeated Bora 48-24. Jamon Barris, 206 rushing yards and three touchdowns for the Mavericks. Yeah, that was a, a great game to be at. Um, you know, there was uh, the, the third-string quarterback, Ellis Magnuson, came in. Um, Jake Stanley injured. He comes in, and he played a heck of a game. Uh, we weren't expecting him to be the quarterback. He comes in, and he, su- he surprised us in a very good way. He, he's a, just a great all-around athlete, um, Ellis Magnuson for Bora. But Mountain View did come out. I mean, they led 17-7 at one point. Mountain View comes out, shows why they're the number five team in the state. Um, and, Sven, I'm going to drop what's called an Easter egg in right here. Um, I'm doing the Mountain View versus Meridian game. At, at Mountain View this week. Micah Cranny uh, with Metro Appraisals. He's a PA guy at Mountain View. Good friend, good friend of the program. Now, if Micah comes up to me and says, hey, I heard you talk about me on the broadcast, I'm going to have a T-shirt for Micah, the PA guy at Mountain View, if he, if he talks to me about hearing his name on the, on the podcast. There's a little Easter egg for him right there. And as you take a look at the other teams in the top five this week, Coeur d'Alene defeated Lewiston 49-13, 368 yards of passing offense and four touchdowns for quarterback Cale Edwards for the Coeur d'Alene Vikings. He also ran for two. Their defensive line continues to be strong. Ryan Linehan, he recovered two fumbles, and Nate Birch had two and a half sacks. We mentioned Highland. They blew out Century 35-14. to Camille Olsen with four sacks to lead the Rams, and Madison defeated Thunder Ridge 47-14, to the fourth consecutive win in a row for the Bobcats. Down to the 4A classification, Hillcrest is ranked first the first time this season. They received seven first-place votes, changing to the guard after that Nampa win over Middleton last week, which drops the Vikings to the two-spot with two first-place votes. Bishop Kelly at third, Skyline at fourth, and Minico received two first-place votes as they are undefeated 7-0. and They are in the five-spot, Nampa and Century, the other teams that receive votes. But really the big takeaway for me here in the 4A classification is Nampa receiving votes and, you know, getting an opportunity to potentially jump into the top five here later this year. You know, and I'm going to I'm gonna let people know that, that you have been talking up Nampa this entire year. And and I think you might have been one of the, the few voices in support of, hey, Nampa's going to be a team to watch. Nampa's a team to watch week in and week out. And then they come out and beat Middleton. Um that that was impressive. Nampa had some down years for for a, a long time, and so seeing them come out having success, building that program, that's fun to see. And and what it does also is it shakes up that 4A classification where we talked about 5A, where yep, it's pretty much set week to week. 4A, anything can happen every week, and so you could see a new number one, number three could move to one, two to four, four to two. Who knows what's going to happen week to week in the 4As? That Nampa 35-28 win over Middleton last week pushed the Bulldogs into a three-way tie with Bishop Kelly and Middleton for first place in the 4A SIC. Dual threat quarterback duo Braden Miner and Donnie Estrada each threw for two touchdowns last week. Hillcrest moved to number one after knocking off Shelley 42-14, and they threw the ball just six times. This is old-school <laughs> Hillcrest-style football, and we're used to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and those those are fun games to do as well. They're, they're quick you know, quick back up to the line. They know what they're going to do, and the defense knows exactly what they're doing as well. If you only throw six times, that means the defense has to know every time they come to the line that odds are it's going to be a run, and that defensive line has to be prepared. Obviously, Hillcrest just overpowered them. Oakley, Hussey, and Taylor Sloan each ran for over 100 yards last week. 
for Hillcrest. In the 3A classification, the media poll looks like this. Homedale remains in first place. Sugar Salem stays in second. All of the first place votes went in favor of Homedale. Gooding third, Kimberly fourth, then we have a tie for fifth between three and three Fruitland and five and two Marsh Valley. And in the 3A classification, Homedale has been really impressive this year. They're the only remaining 3A unbeaten team, and uh, I'm excited to see what they're able to do in the playoffs this season. You know, and I agree with that. And, you know, coming into the season, uh, you know, I did that um, South Fremont at Fruitland game where Fruitland kind of debuted their air attack, and they looked phenomenal. Um, come, and then Homedale, they've just kind of worked their way up, kind of behind the scenes, saying, you know what, this is who we are. We don't care about the rankings. We're going to play our game. All of a sudden, there they are, all 11 first-place votes. And nobody else got any votes except who's in in the poll. That's the, 3A is the only ranking where there weren't any ancillary votes coming from, from, from people. So, you know, Sugar Salem, Gooding, Kimberly, Fruitland, Marsh, if the media guys are right, one of those is going to be your state champion. As you look at Holmdale last week, they're headed to the playoffs after a 63-0 shutout of Parma. Mason Kinchlow, four rushing touchdowns and 113 yards last week. Sugar Salem beat Teton 56-13. Hadley Miller ran just two times, but he had touchdown runs of 69 and 84 yards. Big game for him. Um, you look at the number three ranked team, Gooding. Caden Loveland had the stat line of the night from a receiver position. 311 yards and four touchdowns on nine receptions and a 60-22 to win over Filer for the Senators. And uh, Loveland is just another in a line of really good wide receivers coming through Gooding. You know, and, and Coach Anderson there, he just creates players out of thin air. I mean, those guys come in, you know, off the tractor and out of the fields and, and they come in at, you know, 220-plus pounds and they, they're just built for football there and he maximizes talent. That's one great thing that Coach Anderson does, and a lot of good coaches do, is maximize the talent that they're given. Kimberly, another team in the top five, they are ranked uh, number four, six and one on the season. Fruitland and Marsh Valley, as you mentioned, tied for fifth. In the 2A classification, Declo has 10 first place votes. The only other team to get a first place vote is Grangeville. Declo sits at one, Westside at two, Grangeville at three. North Fremont is the four team, and St. Mary's remains number five. This is the exact same order as we saw last week, New Plymouth and Aberdeen, the other teams receiving votes. So you look at this, this is a classification with multiple unbeaten teams. In fact, they've got four remaining, and they all sit in the top four. You know, and, and even though four of the top five are undefeated, I'm really, I love the Bulldogs, but I'm curious to know who voted Grangeville number one over Declo. I think Declo has kind of established themselves over the last year or so as the the team to beat um in you know i think they could play up and still be in the same position they're at so um i think it's a, a very um very tight race in the two ways i think the two-way classification could be maybe the best tournament top to bottom once that bracket's filled out and we won't know how that bracket is filled out until later on and and uh and with that new rpi system yeah and we look at the two-way classification Declo. Knocked off defending 3A champion Fruitland 43-14 to this week. Keegan Duncan and McKay Brashears, they each had three touchdowns. And the quarterback, Brashears, he played through a broken hand uh, last week. That's not easy for a quarterback. Tough kid. And uh, North Fremont, 53-12 win over West Jefferson. Grangeville beat St. Mary's 50-28. to And New Plymouth, an impressive win, 28-7 to over McCall Donnelly. Derek Hampton, two receiving touchdowns and an interception as the Pilgrims just ran, 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 and ran some more as the game took about two hours. Go Grims. 
as the 1AD1 classification is the next. Classification to go through on our media pool wrap-up here. Prairie is ranked first this week. They move up from the two-spot. Valley, after their loss to Raft River, drops down to number two. Oakley remains at three. Chalice remains at four. And Raft River jumps into the pole as a result of their upset win over the Valley Vikings. They are number five. Lapway, Idaho City, and Clearwater Valley receive votes. But uh, Idaho City, that's one of the remaining unbeaten teams. In fact, the only remaining unbeaten team in 1AD1, and they're not ranked in the top five. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? And they're not even, uh, you know, much at all. I mean, looking at, they had a quality win over Wilder, uh, you know, back in the middle of September, and and they had a huge victory over Rimrock last week. You know, possibly the voters are looking at their strength of schedule, possibly, and saying, well, maybe that, you know, that undefeated record is a little bit, there's a star next to it. You know, you and I have talked, we don't think so. Um, You know, I think that there's a strong case for Idaho City to be in that top five. So Idaho City, we'll see if they are able to break into the top five at some point in the last couple of weeks here. Uh, we, we've got support for the Wildcats. We're doing their game coming up on Friday against the other Wildcats, Wilder. Uh, 1A D2 classification, the last one to go through the polls. Uh, they remain exactly the same as last week. Kerry, Kendrick, Lighthouse, Christian, 1-2-3. Murtai is fourth, and I guess the difference is Deary, rather than being five last week, is now tied for fourth. So they got... Uh, extra points in this week's poll. Salmon River received four votes. That's a look at this week's media poll and kind of a summary of what happened last week throughout the state. Now we want to talk about something that's new to the IdahoSports.com website, which is the IdahoSports.com RPI. And, and Paul, talk a little bit about what this is and you know what people can expect from it here in the last couple of weeks of the season. Yes, Sven, the, the IdahoSports.com football RPI, we just put it up um, last night. It's a projection of the Idaho RPI and uses the same formula that the IHSAA is going to use for the uh, 2018 football season for the 3A and 2A. The difference between the two is the IHSAA formula solely uses information and data they get from max preps, while the IdahoSports.com RPI uses um, data and information from IdahoSports.com for Idaho schools. And then um, for out-of-state opponents, we go. Uh, we basically defer to Dayton Robeson, who conducts the Robeson RPI for that. So same formula, different data, and at the end of the day, we're going to see how those two match up. And we look at just how a team's RPI comes together. It's based on their own winning percentage, a team's opponent's combined winning percentage, so basically who they play, and then who their opponents play their winning percentage. So a team's opponent's opponent's combined winning percentage. All this information is on the IdahoSports.com website. You can go through and see you know, where it's going to be used, where your team currently ranks. And as the year goes on, the last couple of weeks, it'll become more accurate as teams round out their schedule. Right, and that's the thing with the RPI. It's not something that can come out during weeks one, two, three, or four. It, it, it requires a compilation of data to really become clear and to see how that information comes out. That's why we just put it up right now. You can You can get to it through the standings and polls and go down there. I think it's a fun thing to watch. I mean, it's it's nothing that uh, that's life and death, but it's it's an entertainment value, and I think it's going to be really fun to watch and see how things shake up with the brackets. And the last thing to talk about here in this segment of the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter is uh, high school football this year. One of the things that we've really noticed is how many undefeated teams are still remaining. There are 11 of them, and I don't think this is anything that either one of us have seen in recent memory, and we'll tell you which they are. 5A, Rocky Mountain and Coeur d'Alene. 4A, Minico. 
3A Homedale. 2A has four undefeated teams remaining. Declo, Grangeville, North Fremont, and Westside. 1A D1 is Idaho City. And 1A D2, Kerry and Kendrick. This is unlike anything we've really seen in recent history, Paul. No, you're absolutely right. And it, I, I've, we've, I've been doing this a long time. You've been doing it a long time. And I think what is really stacking the deck is there in the two-way. I mean, I think there's always those one or two teams in a classification. You know, seeing a Rocky Mountain and a Coeur d'Alene, opposite ends of the state, it, it's easy to see how they could be undefeated. But having four teams, and all of them one through four in the in the rankings as well, being undefeated... I think that's something that isn't seen too terribly often. They're in different parts of the state, you know, Declo in the Magic Valley, Westside District 5, North Fremont 6, Grangeville District 2. So different parts of the state, but that much talent in one classification is rarely seen. All these teams uh, that are undefeated are ranked in the top five of their media poll, except in the 1AD1 classification with Idaho City. And I don't know if that's a credit to how good all the other teams are and have been over recent history and people just don't know enough about Idaho City yet but you look at Idaho City's schedule and the impressive win that they have is against Wilder a team they play again this week they knocked them off 28 to 20 back on September the 21st but the problem is people look at the rest of their schedule and they haven't seen them play uh, that level of competition multiple times so I think with an impressive win against Wilder again this week they'll start to get a little bit more uh, respect, but I think it's something that they're they're trying to build up. And boy, Jason Reber has done a really good job as the head coach there. He's got multiple talented players, including Jake Sharp and Caleb Severns. I'm excited to see that team in person coming up on Friday. Yeah, you know, I think you hit it on the head. I think they're a victim of their own schedule, and it, and it's not their fault. You know, it's it's who they're playing. So they're a very good quality team, and they're they're beating up opponents every every week. But I think voters look at it and go, well, they should have beat them up. Uh, there was no challenge there, but I, I think Wilder is a challenge. I think you know they beat them by eight. Wilder has come back; they're five and one as well. And so this week's uh, this week's game is is going to be a good one. I think we're going to be keeping an eye on it. As Wilder, a team that they held their quarterback uh, who threw seven touchdowns against Rimrock earlier this year, uh, they held the offense in check to just 20 points. That's impressive in its own right. So Idaho City's defense probably one that not a, te- a lot of teams want to go up against, as they've only given up on the entire season uh, a combined 70 points that's in five games so they're looking good on the defensive side of the football they're in the 1AD1 classification big game in the Western Idaho Conference coming up on Friday at 7 o'clock in Wilder a game that will be broadcast live and free on IdahoSports.com well one more segment to go here on the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter Paul and I will come back and we'll discuss which games that we think are going to be really competitive and exciting this week in our Pick 6 segment with an upset coming up next. The Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter. My name's Jerry and I smoke for 30 plus years. I was elk hunting. My left arm and my left leg started tingling on me. I nearly died and it was enough to wake me up. You know, being on the top side of the grass is a good alternative to smoking. I still hunt, and now it's getting time where the grandkids are going to start going, and I want to be there for that. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org. 
Sometimes it's muddy, sometimes it's rocky, and this time of year it can become ice and snow. Around here, good traction needs to be standard equipment. So if you've been spinning your wheels, maybe it's time to pick up a new Toyota during our four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive event, where nearly every new Toyota four- or all-wheel drive is being offered with special savings. For details, visit buyatoyota.com or come drive one today at your local Toyota dealer. Toyota, let's go places. All financing and approved credit through Toyota Financial Services. For more details, call 1-888-21-TOYOTA. Offers end October 31st, 2018. Don't worry, honey. You know how the media sensationalizes everything. Okay, that does it. Squeegers and going home. You play to win the game. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Game picks time on the Idaho Sports Prepcast presented by Project Filter. We pick six games from throughout the state, and we're going to tell you who we think is going to win each one of them. Paul, are you ready for this week? Bring it on. All right, well, Paul Kingsbury back on. He's probably the only co-host that I've welcomed onto the show this week that I've actually beat in the game picks. So hopefully <laughs> we go around two here <laughs> on the game picks this week. As we'll get it started, a Thursday night battle at Donna Larson Park coming up at 7 o'clock. This has massive playoff implications in the 5A SIC as 4-3 and three Eagle heads into Boise to take on the Capital Eagles at Five and two on the season so far for Capital. Capital, a four-game winning streak this season. And oddly enough, Paul, the last time these teams played was in 2015. That was a 21 to 14 Capital win. They've gone a two-year hiatus between playing each other. Wow. Yes. You know, it's it's a big conference, but you don't expect teams to go that long without playing each other. We'll, we'll get it started. You make the pick. Who do you got? Eagle and Capital. You know what? I think Capital's defense is going to come to play. Capital over Eagle. I'll go the other direction. I really like Eagle. I think that their dual-threat quarterback, Ben Ford, causes a lot of difficulties for defenses, and uh, they've got a three-headed running back tandem. Last week, saw a lot of Charlie Baker. We'll see if they go that route again. Nelson Russell's made an impact this season, and Stampley as well on the backfield. Uh, But I think the difference for Eagle, really, is their defense. It keeps them in every game, and last week against Rocky Mountain, they were within a touchdown uh, late in the football game, gave up you know, a, a late touchdown to make it a two-score game at the end, but that game could have very well been tied at 24. A Dalton Mayshore 95-yard touchdown reception was called back by a penalty uh, right outside the end zone. So uh, Eagle came very close, and as close as anybody has come to knocking off Rocky Mountain last week, I think they carry forward uh, with a strong season, and they go out on the road and knock off Capital here this week. I pick Eagle, Paul picks Capital. Uh, pick two on the pick six segment, uh, 1A football. 5-0 and Idaho City, 3-0 and in the Western Idaho Conference is at Wilder. 5-1 and overall, 2-1 and in the WIC. These two teams played back on September 21st in Idaho City. That was a 28-20 win for the Wildcats of Idaho City. Basically, the only differentiation here is there's one purple Wildcat and there's a blue Wildcat. Other than that, they seem to be pretty comparable and really tight match this year. They do, and but I'm going to go with the team. We discussed Idaho City you know, at length in the, in the first segment. They're undefeated. I'm gonna. They, they already beat Wilder, so I'm going to say the Blue Wildcats over the Purple Wildcats. And Idaho City is a team that I really like, and I've mentioned a little bit why, but I, I think that people don't know a lot about these guys, and they'll be mm-hmm. dangerous. You know, in the playoffs this year, which they will get into the playoffs, there's not much question that these two teams will be the representatives from the Western Idaho Conference. This game is really to decide who gets the A seed, and who gets the B seed. I think Idaho City will get that A seed and clinch it up with the win over Wilder coming up on Friday. That will give them the conference crown. 
with two games remaining on their schedule pretty early in the season to lock that one up. Third game that we want to pick, Madison as at Highland. This is a contest that has been all Highland in recent memory as far as wins go. Madison has not beaten the Rams since 2012. That was a 24-21 win for the Bobcats, who carry in a four-game winning streak into this one. Highland, their only loss on the season so far, coming to Coeur d'Alene. Each of these teams 6-1 and one overall. This is Madison's final conference game as well. If Madison wins this, they are the conference champions. If Highland wins it, basically the exact same thing. So well, It's a huge game, and we're actually going to be there, um, we by idosports.com, webcasting this one live, and so... You know, I'm going to be checking in on this one as I'm doing my game pretty intently. Um, it's going to be a fun one to watch, but I think I think Highland's going to continue the, tr- the tradition of of beating Madison, and uh, and it's going to be close. I, I think it's going to be a very good game, but I think it's going to come down to turnovers, and I think Highland is going to win that battle and come away with a win. Last year, it was not close at all as Highland defeated the Bobcats 35 to six in Rexburg. I don't know what it is, but for some reason I just have a feeling that this is going to be Madison's year to break the losing streak. So I will go in the direction of Madison to knock off Highland, improve to 7-1, 3-0 in the conference. And as a result, they will get the A seed into the state playoffs. Next game as we drop down to the 2A classification, undefeated North Fremont, 6-0 on the season, 2-0 in the nuclear conference, is at Firth. 3-2 and two on the season, 2-0 and oh in the nuclear. And you can really throw out the overall records as they don't matter a whole lot. The only thing that matters at this point is that each team is undefeated in conference play. This one is as big as it gets this year in the nuclear. These are the top two teams, I think, looking at it on paper. Uh, you know what? They are the top two teams, but I think I think North Fremont is the top team by a couple of notches this year. Um, so I think North Fremont's going to going to come in and, and pull out a win over Firth. And I think the thing that makes North Fremont so dangerous is their ability to run the football and control the clock. Last week, they won 53-12 to over West Jefferson. And listen to this. They had three guys get over 100 yards. Riggin Cordingly, 208. Blake Oberhansley, 140. And Garrett Hawks had 100. The only two remaining games for the Huskies are against Firth and Ryrie. I think they're going to win both of them and go 8-0 on the season. They'll start it this week on the road at Firth against the Cougars with a, a big victory in nuclear conference play. Another game that we're excited is in the uh, District 2 version of 1AD2 football. This is as good a rivalry as you get. They're really close to each other. They don't like each other a whole lot. And, well, Kendrick and Deary are getting together in a game broadcast on IdahoSports.com. Boy, are we excited to be up there for this one. You know, these are games that we haven't been able to really get to in the past. These are teams that have asked us to come and because of Internet and whatnot. But thanks to uh, the, the coach allowing us to use his hotspot, props to him. We were able to do this game. And so with number one versus number two, it's going to be a fun one too up there. Uh, I think it, uh, Garrison Hardy and and Jason Hansen are going to have a, a, a fun game up there. It's going to be cold, but it's going to be a fun game. So I think Kendrick um, is going to sh- – they're undefeated. They're number one. I think they're going to come out undefeated and number one after that game. Kendrick over Deary. Deary has some impressive players in their own right. Last week, Bodie Swanson, the quarterback, had five total touchdowns for the Mustangs. And uh, Deary, they led 28 nothing. They ended up beating Kootenai 56-34. to I think this is pretty clearly going to be the best offense that Deary has played this season, so I'm interested to see how their defense is able to match up against the high-powered Kendrick Tigers. Uh, Just looking at it, uh, based on the knowledge that we have right now, I think Kendrick 
they have a little bit of a size advantage. They have a little bit of a speed advantage. And uh, I think that they're going to try and run around Deary this week. And I think Kendrick will get the job done. But I think the game will be a little bit closer than some people would expect looking at Kendrick's results so far this season. Final game in our pick six segment is for the Great Basin East Pod title in the regular season. Minico, 7-0 on the season rank, number five in the media poll, 3-0 in the Great Basin East, uh, goes against Century at Holt Arena, uh, 5-2, 3-0 in the Great Basin East. Uh, this is another game on IdahoSports.com this Friday at 5.30, and I don't think a lot of people know what to expect in this one because you look at Minico's schedule – who have they played so far? And this is really going to be the, the big test to see just how good they are. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. We've been keeping an eye on them since the Rocky Mountain Rumble. We've also been watching Century, you know, Coach Hobson, um, obviously a, a good friend of the program over there. And with me, uh, Century, my relationship there goes back all the way back to Coach Coffin when when they first became a team and Idaho Sports was in its infancy. And, and I used to do this uh, desk jock game picks thing. And I was picking against Century. And the Century kids and the team were very involved with Idaho sports then. And so I would get emails all the time. You know, why, you know, why are you picking against us? Why do you hate us? But they, were, they would win. So every time I picked uh, against them, they would win. And so it turned into a kind of a, a good luck charm thing. And they ended up winning a couple championships out of it back when Lane Coffin was there. And so over the years, I've always... You know, when we do our gridiron game picks, you know, I'll throw in uh, picking against Century all the time, even though I'm probably the only one that even remembers um, any of that. Um, so coming into, and you know, I've talked to Coach Hobson about it too, and he gets a laugh out of it. But you know, Minico Century, you know, I, I'm going to say, I think Minico has the leg up on this one. Um, but in order, you know, I'm going to go back to to my roots of 20 years ago, picking Century and say, hey, Century is uh, is going to win this one. So basically, you're going completely against any form of logic here. Yes. And uh, you're going to pick the team that you don't think is going to win to win the game. I've never really been accused of being logical. And so, yes, that, that is a correct statement. Well, that's a new one for me. I, I'll go <laughs> and say that I think Century is going to win the game, and I'm going to pick the team that I think is going to win the game. So Century All right. is, is my pick here this week. They will get seed 4-5-A in the playoffs by virtue of beating Twin Falls earlier this year. That's my prediction for how that works Jake, out. Jake Diamondback is happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that he said that you know people aren't believing. I, I think, I still believe, I just think there's a lot of really good 4-A teams, uh, and there's 7 or 8 that could be ranked in the top 5, and unfortunately that doesn't fit in a top 5. Right. Well, uh, that's our pick 6 segment, and I had some fun doing that. I think this might be uh, one of the best weeks of the season as far as those tight matchups in the six yeah. that we chose. No, you're absolutely right. There's a couple in there that I think were, were gimmies just to help me get a win there, and I appreciate that. But you're right. I think there's some pretty tight ones there as well. It's going to be fun to see um, how those play out. And the hardest part for me this week, I don't know about you, I went through the schedule, and for the life of me, I could not find a game that I thought was really upset-worthy. Right. And I don't know if that's a credit to top heaviness I was talking to Sport Information Director Matt Harris of IdahoSports.com yesterday, and we were talking in particular about the 2A and the 3A classification. And you look at it, and you look at teams within certain conferences, and I think each one, you could make a case, is about three touchdowns above what the second-place team in their conference is. New Plymouth beat McCall Donnelly by 21. It'll start in the 2A. Grangeville beat St. Mary's by 22. You look at 
Uh, District 5, Westside blew out Aberdeen. Uh, District 6, North Fremont beat West Jefferson 53-12. to We'll see what right. they do against Firth. And the same thing could be said in a 3A with a lot of the teams at the beginning. So I don't know if it's necessarily this year it's just more top-heavy or what it is, but it seems like when you get the first-place team playing against second or third, it is not close this year. No, you're absolutely right. There, there's not a lot of parity across the board in general in Idaho high school football. There is in certain conferences. There is, you know, obviously in that 2A um, but overall, this has been one of those weird years where there's really good and there's really not so good. And I think the 4A classification probably has the most parity of any of them. Yeah. Uh, if I look at that, and you know, especially in the SIC, that'll be fun. Coming down to the wire for that fourth playoff spot between Columbia, Valley View, and CUNA in particular, and then also to see who gets the title out of Nampa, Middleton, and Bishop Kelly. Well, with that said, we did decide to go out and make upset picks this week, regardless of the fact that it was difficult to find. Um, I'm going to let you go first, as uh, the last time you were on the show, you picked Mountain View to beat Skyview as your upset, which, looking back, I don't think anybody would agree that was an upset. Who won? Did Mountain View win? Mountain View won. Then I picked it right. (laughs) You did, but it wasn't an upset. So you got zero (laughs) points for that pick. If you're a Skyview fan, it was an upset, right? Right. Thank you. Right. Well, looking, like you said, it was a tough one. And, and trying to figure out who my upset pick of the week, it really gave me a case of the collie wobbles. And so looking at it, I looked at Shelley and Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls, 4-3 and three overall. Last week beat Columbia 20-14 to 14, um, versus Shelley, 0-3 in conference. However, Shelley has had a pretty rough go of it here as they come up to the 4A, and they were welcomed by, uh, you know, a loss to number one Hillcrest. Um, they lost to 5A Rigby, to number four Skyline, to number four Madison. And so their their record, 2-5 and five overall, I think is a bit deceptive based on who they've played. So now that they're coming in, they've got two games left. They've got Idaho Falls and Blackfoot. And, and Sven, if they win these two, they're going to make the playoffs. So how cool is that? These last two games are so big for Shelley coming in playing Idaho Falls, who, on their side, coming in 1-2 and two in conference, 4-3 and three overall, have played Thunder Ridge, Blackfoot. A decent Lewiston team, a decent Columbia team. Coming into tonight, I think Shelley actually, even though it has a a worse record on paper, I think they've been battle-tested is a good way to put it. So coming in to this weekend, Shelley over Idaho Falls is my upset pick of the week. And you look at those teams in the 4A High Country Conference, Idaho Falls, Bonneville, Shelley, and Blackfoot all still have a chance at the playoffs, and really they all control their own destiny, yeah. uh, which is kind of the fun part here as we get into the stretch run. Skyline and Hillcrest are, are locking up seeds, obviously, so they'll get into the dance. But uh, to see who the third and potentially the fourth team with an at-large, which I think the at-large based on the tiebreakers I've looked at is going to go to whoever comes out of that conference as the fourth seed. Right. Um, pretty clearly. And as you mentioned, Shelley can win out and give themselves a pretty good opportunity to do that. Blackfoot, in my opinion, kind of has the inside track on it uh, right. with their remaining schedule. But the Broncos, they got to win football games. So we'll see how that shapes up. My upset pick, as you mentioned, it, it was a difficult one to uh, find a game this week. And so I picked a, a game of winless teams here. Boise is playing Timberline. And uh, Boise, Somebody has to win. Yeah, Boise <laughs> has struggled. A 16-game losing streak. But... You look at the Braves. Last week they hung in against Meridian, losing on the road 42 to 29. And the week prior they were, uh, you know, tough against Bora as well, 40 to 21 in that game. I think this week it all comes together, and I think that Carson Botting, the quarterback for the Braves, leads them 
to their first win of the season and snapping the 16-game losing streak, they will defeat the Timberline Wolves. We shall see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, Got to make the pick, right? That's that kid. Had to, had to pick the upset. Maybe at one point we'll get one of these right. So, uh, Boise, <laughs> make uh, IdahoSports.com look right. As uh, we're going to be there at Donald Larson Park for their game against Capital on Thursday. Yep. So uh, that's next week. But uh, in the meantime, go get a win this week, and uh, you know we'll be there to uh, shake your hand and say congratulations. So that is our upset picks here for this week. Well, we talked about a lot again. Uh, you know, we'd like to remind you guys to go and check out the state tournament brackets, district tournament brackets, and then also basketball schedules that are going live on the IdahoSports.com website. Well, Paul, we had a lot of fun again this week. Thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm. Anytime. So for Paul Kingsbury and everybody here at IdahoSports.com, my name is Sven Elska. This has been the IdahoSports.com PrepCast, presented by Project Filter. <laughs>